There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and this is Dave Cribb. Ahoy hoy, how are we? Not bad, how are you? Yes, very good. I feel like we need to find a way of starting this podcast that isn't exactly the same every week because I reckon we could cut and paste you know, last week's yeah, intro. sure. And it would be exactly, literally exactly that to I'm the I'm in my comfort word. zone though, Dave. I'm in my comfort zone. I know. It's Let's nice to know uh, how you are. Yeah. And then it's, I presume it's nice for you to know how I am. So that's fine, eh? One time I'll be like, Dave, I'm having a shit day. Everything's going awful. This is the darkest day of my life and you won't know how to deal with it. No, I will. I'll do exactly the same as I'll do now, which is, <laughs> should we meet today's uh, guests? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we meet today's friend, Pete? Yes, let's. Today on Friends with Friends, we have the excellent comedian and impressionist, and of course, most importantly, friend. It's Luke Kempner. Hi, Luke Kempner. Oh, hi. hi Thanks mate. very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's nice when people are excited, isn't it, Pete? It is nice, yeah. Some enthusiasm is always welcome. When I, so I met you at the door just a few minutes ago, yes. and, you, and your first gambit was like, oh, it was nice to watch friends again i know so is it i presume you haven't really delved much into it in the last few years not not for a little while um i i, I yeah I, I mean i used to sort of it used to be sort of a sunday hung over a, a university thing right because it was on e4 yeah and then you'd watch it and then you'd watch plus one yeah. and watch the same <laughs> two episodes again, again. <laughs> uh so yeah so that you know that's the last time i really got into it but it's all on netflix so i downloaded an episode oh, and uh, the Mate. episode that we're going to talk about and i watched it and it's i mean it, it's great download it on your ipad they should make some on more. your phone yeah it's great stuff <laughs> yeah, the old... know, they're really onto something there <laughs> yeah it's a good format isn't it <laughs> oh it really it's really working a good little formula you never know they might go into movies who it's, knows yeah <laughs> who knows it's nice to have someone of um, how old are you, Luke? Sorry, this is very intrusive on this podcast. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Fine. Yeah. So I'm thirty-two. So okay. we're a similar age. Yeah. yeah. Pete is. Pete, you're what? Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Screw 27. you, yeah. Pete. <laughs> Too young. Sorry. I'm but sorry. no. It's nice because a lot of our guests are, are more Pete's age, and I feel quite old because but we're the young. We're still young. Well, we are, but. This, you'll appreciate this. Okay. We remember it being on telly. Yeah. Whereas these guys don't, really. Really? Pete never really watched it on, on the telly when oh. it was on. That's not making me appreciate that. <laughs> That's making me feel worse. I don't remember it sort of being on telly for the first time. I just remember that E4 era that you just mentioned where you sort yeah. of sit and watch them habitually. Like that's the that's the Friends era I remember. Do, Pete, do you even know the art of the plus one? <laughs> <laughs> do you even know? Do you even know what that's for? No, I'm still learning. Do they even have that anymore? 
E4 plus one? Just plus one in general. Yeah, a couple of channels. Yeah, this, Channel four the, have it. Like ITV have it, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah, because ITV two plus one is the most confusing channel on, on television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like countdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, yeah, they do, but it's, it's mainly Channel four and E4, isn't it? They're still really rolling with the plus ones. What's it on telly on now? Comedy Central now, isn't it? Now, it's on Comedy Central and also Channel five is as it? of the last, like, oh. month. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good purchase. It is a good purchase, isn't yeah. it? It's a good acquisition. Yeah, there must be like a guarantee that you're always going to get X amount of people watching it. Yeah, well, they make um, the the actors make about a million dollars a year still just from the royalties from people watching Friends. Oh, hi, it's Dave here at a later date. I realised I got the number all wrong there. Uh, it's actually twenty million dollars a year that they make in royalties, approximately not one million dollars. But luckily, I'm a skilled audio editor, so I'll just fix this now. Here it is again, as if the error never happened. Yeah, well, they make um, the the actors make about twenty million dollars a year still just from the royalties from people watching Friends. Insane. I go through a very similar thing yeah. with the Les Mis 25th anniversary album. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very similar amount. And uh, and I'm happy to take you all out for dinner after oh, this. Oh, are you on the, on the anniversary album? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, you Marriotting. Yeah, uh, no, if no. only I was Marriotting. Gareth Gates is Marriotting. Is he? Uh, no, I'm playing Pimp. Uh, and I'm playing Montparnasse. Oh, great. So I uh, you, you'll hear me go, this is his lair, I've seen the old fox around. It's me. I, I'm going to listen back to that. Yeah, you, you'll see me go, shut up. Oh, great. Are they your two lines or you got more? I've got quite, quite a few little bits. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> things like, you'll have to go, I'll pay you off for the day, collect oh, your yeah. pistol pieces then and be on your way, that sort of thing. Do you know what? There if we go. were doing a bloody lame podcast, Pete, <laughs> we'd have so much to talk Beyond about. Beyond the barricades. <laughs> so, Luke, uh, were you in any episodes of Friends? Uh, uh, yeah, no, but I've worked with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, I'm down. No, we're back in. We're straight back in. What have you worked with him on? On episodes. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I did a. I had a whole scene with me and Matt. Call him oh, yeah. Matt and uh, MLC sometimes, but uh, no MLB. MLB. No wonder he got annoyed with me. Major League Baseball. <laughs> I was calling him Mel C. <laughs> but like, um, so I uh, yeah, I'm in a scene where I play a TV writer and I pitch him a load of rubbish ideas in a cafe. And uh, and he's not really listening, and then he is listening, and then it was good fun. It was really lovely. I spent like you know like six hours with him, oh, and uh, he's his attention to detail is impressive. Is it? But he's a mate. He, what's great is that he so clearly knows comedy and knows sketch comedy and knows how it works. Right. You know, he was like, I don't think I did that right. Can we can we go f- from another angle? Is that okay? Look, you okay with that? Like, it was really cool. Okay. And he got, and he was really good. Like, because I was doing an American accent and stuff, and he was like going. He was being really nice, but then he was like, he was like, when you're saying Florida, he was like, he was like, I think it was like, it was like, you need to add more of an R. It's more Florida instead of Florida or something uh, like that. Okay, I remember, yeah, something yeah. like that. But he was like helping me in, in a really, he was like, it's so good, but you could do this. and But like in a like gentle, encouraging yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah, is yeah. nice. He's lovely. Really nice. And he's, nice. So he's got a good work ethic. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like he, he did about... I don't know, like 15 takes. I was mad. I'm very happy to hear he's a nice man. I think I, I would have found oh, it quite lovely. devastating otherwise. Do you know the story about the guy that originally got offered the part of Joey? Do you know this story? No. So there was a guy that originally got part uh, offered the part of Joey and he turned it down because he also got offered the part of Lister in the American uh, remake of Red Dwarf. Oh, <laughs> didn't take Joey. Good decision, and guys. I don't know if you remember the American version of Red Dwarf, because uh, if you do, you're the only yeah. one. <laughs> so, you know, it's like that guy that didn't sign the Beatles. Oh, my days. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I that must be. We're, we're laughing about it now, but. 
Every day that guy must be yeah. sad. Like, really sad. I don't know much more than that part of it. It might be an urban myth, but I've heard oh. that before. Well, no, no, we'll take it. We'll it take makes urban sense, myths. doesn't it? It always seems to make sense. Urban myths as facts on this show. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very unlikely that Friends was cast first time for every character. You know, like, there's always a couple of people that... Exactly, it's like weren't cast, couldn't do know, it. Gareth Gates got cast before me. Yeah, well, exactly, you mate. Know? And what a travesty! Oh, but furious. when you listen to that album, furious, and you hear them on Panas, you're yeah, just like, no. "That's fine, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin is shining." Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's part of was made for him. Yeah. Right, let's talk about your episode. Okay. Uh, first of all, what was your process for choosing? Did you just go, "That's it"? Because the one you've chosen, Pete and I were discussing on WhatsApp earlier. I'm surprised no one's chosen yet. I know. Yeah. Because it's one of the most iconic moments it was only in all the second. Friends. It was the second one I went for, because the other one I wanted to do was Ross and his leather trousers. Okay, yeah, yeah which has already there. been done. Uh, been then, then I was thinking, oh, I might just say to Dave, can you send me a list of the ones that haven't been picked? Because I was like, because <laughs> I, I think the process, you think of a big bit in it. Yeah. And, I, and with this one, I picked uh, Pivot. Yeah. As the thing I remember. Right. Been really funny. And uh, so it's the one with the cop. Yes. Is the name of the episode. Yeah. And I didn't remember the cop bit at all. All right. I remember was the pivot bit. And actually, he only says pivot uh, four times, I think. <laughs> yeah, and well, it's like, how has that become such an iconic moment? It's so mad, isn't it? It's, and the thing I noticed about it, watching it back, we'll talk about this a bit more, is it's 17 minutes in. To a 22-minute episode before anyone says pivot. It's mad. So, like, you see, the, it's the last five minutes. There's just, just a bit, and it's, just and it's one scene. Small, it's pivot, such a small pivot. gag. Yeah, I know. I think I've said pivot like that oh. to, during all sorts of sofa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not even just sofa, mate. Just no, any like sort anything. of turning. Any sort of lifting. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was pivot that, that led me to, to the episode. It's so strange. We have this quite a lot, don't we, Pete, where people remember, like, an iconic moment. Yeah. We've identified a few episodes where the title of the episode is completely wrong, and this should absolutely be, like, the one with Ross's sofa yeah. would be much yeah, yeah, better. Yeah. In yes. Terms of recall. This is what we've noticed. They always name the plot after usually the worst Oh, really? Or the second, you know, like, def- it's definitely not the most iconic, memorable okay. bit. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Like the um, one with Ross's Tra- leather trousers. It's called, like, the one with the resolutions or something. Yeah, so it it's is. just like there's always something. For the same season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there. Um, yes. That uh, I watched, which I was quite surprised at. Season five. Two big moments that I'd picked out was season five. It is a good season. Mm. Um, all right. Should we talk about the one with the cop then? Um, season five, episode 16. Here's what happens if you haven't watched it recently. Phoebe finds a police badge at the coffee house and has fun pretending she's a cop until she pulls it on the owner, a cop named Gary, who later successfully asks her out for dinner. Meanwhile, Ross buys a new couch but refuses to pay the huge delivery fee. As a result, he and Rachel struggle to lift it up to his apartment and Ross soon wishes he just paid the money. Brackets pivot, it should say there. And Joey <laughs> thinks he's in love with Monica after having a romantic dream about her. Again, completely forgotten this bit. Yeah. However, Monica later reasons with him that's not the case and Joey actually wants a serious relationship relationship similar to Monica and Chandler's. See, hearing all those, um, the one that I feel like has the most screen time is the whole Joey, Chandler, Monica thing. And yet when you mm, read that, right. it sounds like the least significant part of them all. And I never re- I never remembered that. No. And but it's- it, but it, it, what, what is good about it, though, is that we, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we have all had dreams where you're in love with somebody <laughs> and you wake up and you're like, I, I've, I have one about Britney Spears once. Right. And I woke up going, I mean, I'm fully in love with Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah. I have one about Kate Lawler. Did you? Yeah. That's weird, because she's more within our social circle. I know. Circle. She's closer <laughs> yeah, to Britney. Well, hey, you don't know. I might know Britney. I don't know Britney. Yeah. But like, but yeah, I'm, Britney I'm, on that lame is up. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is. Yeah, she's second cover Fontaine. <laughs> but like, I, I, was so, I was convinced that I was in love with Kate Lawler, and I was right. like lying next to my wife going... 
I'm going to have to do something about this. I'm going to have yeah. to tell Alana that I'm now in love with Kate Lawler because I had a dream. But it, because it's like in the dream, it feels so real. Right. You know, I'm sticking up for Joey here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like, get, it feels real. And then you've got to do something about it. But crucially, did you confess your undying love for Kate Lawler to your wife? No. Right. So this is, this is, yeah. <laughs> when this comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Some trouble yeah. in the camp. Yeah, I know. Household. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's the difference, isn't it? That's where Joey, I feel, because I think you do that. You wake up and it feels really real and then you go, oh, that was just a dream. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. write it off. But Joey's slightly remedial. So, <laughs> so, and he's on the process of moving out of his apartment. Yeah, I know. Because he has this dream. Yeah. Um, so let's start, well, let's start with the Joey, Monica, Chandler, okay. strange little triangle then, and we'll move on to Pivot and Cops in a bit. Yeah. Um, this is the first the opening of the whole episode, isn't it? They're doing the crossword. Yes. Chandler and Monica are doing a crossword. Uh, and Joey walks in. First thing I spotted, did anyone notice what Joey was wearing? Uh, was it the, the leather coat? No, it was a blue gilet. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You're Joey right. was wearing, there was one scene in which Joey was wearing a long black leather coat like Neo from The Matrix. Yes. And yes. That's, <laughs> that's when he walked into that's all Central Park. Yeah. yeah. The fashion of Friends, we talk about the fashion of Friends quite often because obviously. Right. Almost nothing that's worn in that in this yeah. show would ever be worn again. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But there is later on someone. I think Joey's wearing a turtleneck. Yeah, and I thought that they're back. They're back, mate. They're back. <laughs> they could well, really be on the turtleneck, but it's more roll necks back than turtleneck. Right, that's I'd true, say. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. I, I I'm rewatching. Well, not as in rewatching, but making sure I watch every episode of Seinfeld at the moment. Okay, so I'm into season three of that, and and there, there's a lot of turtlenecks going on in there. Yeah, but they just look a little bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They look wrong on the wrong sort of people, don't they? Yeah. That's the problem. But also they're wearing them with like jeans yeah. tucked in and white trainers. <laughs> yeah. So all about the ensemble guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Joey walks in in full on bright blue gilet, which Amazing. is a bold fashion choice. Yeah. Because I mean, then he has a dream about Monica and Monica, the, the reason I noticed it is because Monica's then wearing the gilet in the dream. There's a lot of strange Oh yeah, she is, isn't she? I hadn't noticed that that shape, but I I think I clocked the gilet on Monica before I clocked it on. I didn't notice it on Joey, but yeah, it does look odd on her because my thought with that was why are you wearing so many layers when you're inside? Because she looks more <laughs> yeah. than snug on Joey's lap. Right. Well, my first thought was because I did the same. I noticed the gilet on Monica, and I was like. Joey's idea of a sexy dream about someone involves her wearing a blue gilet <laughs> yeah. over a jumper. And that is... Uh, I mean, it was hot. Yeah, it was very sure. hot. I, I, what I found weird about it was that they didn't kiss on the lips. No. Which, if it's a dream... A, it's a dream, but B, the actors. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. it, was, it was almost like they were going, Monica and Chandler can kiss on the lips. Yeah. Because they're I, together. Exactly. But I was like... Matt Perry and <laughs> Corley Cox weren't together. No, I know. It's strange. But she, it was weird that that wouldn't... But I wondered if in the moment they'd have gone, this would be weird if we started kissing. Yeah, it's, it's exactly my thought because there's no reason why... Because they play out the exact same scene. Yeah. Like, and then she almost sort of beat for beat. snuggles into his neck. <laughs> yeah, just gives him a little kiss on the cheek. It's so good. But it's weird because actually if they had a kiss on the lips, you'd have gone, ooh, ooh that's, that's weird. weird. Right. There must have been a conscious choice. Yeah. Or Matt LeBlanc's got terrible breath. Maybe you can help us with this. No? What, yes. Terrible breath. No, no, because you've, you've met Matt LeBlanc. Uh, he doesn't. No. No, he's got lovely breath. We can rule that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, well then maybe he sorted it out since since that day. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that, so they remake the dream sequence word for word, and in Joey's version, it's a, uh, the crossword clue is three letters, not a yeah. dog. No, not a dog or a cat. I can't remember which one, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. the other one. Yeah. But here's the crucial thing. In the original version... Yeah. Uh, it's a six-letter word for red, 
And Chandler goes, what about maroon? And yeah. Monica goes, you're so smart. Guys, that is not smart. Well, I'll tell you what <laughs> was smart. I was thinking, Scarlet? <laughs> yeah. You've gone even one higher, yeah, Exactly, mate. I'm Joey. Yeah, <laughs> I presumed that they'd gone, no, it's not maroon, that doesn't fit. Like, maroon is a basic colour palette, It's not it? red, is it? It's, it's brown. Not, it's not, no. It's brown, yeah. yeah. It's, we used, um, have a, we used to have a, a Renault that was maroon. A maroon Renault? Yeah. Mm, lovely. There you go. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> I honestly was there scraping my brain for follow-up questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, okay. I've got nothing. Uh, there's not much to it. Really. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. then had a Voxel Vectra. Okay. Uh, there was Colour? purple. Purple, great. Yeah. Just the purple or something? I think my the... parents got cars that were cheaper because of the shit colours. <laughs> <laughs> See, we've got a little bit more out of that. Yeah, that is that. good. So yeah. maroon, terrible colour. But I just, I was, I was enjoying the fact that they acted like Chandler had solved the most complicated cryptic crossword yeah. puzzle in the world. They were quite cringe together. Yeah. I the, the lovey-dovey was like, that, that didn't feel too real to me. Yeah. Chandler looks very satisfied with himself when he says maroon as well. He's like, uh, maroon. I, I've got it. Yeah. I've got it over her. Yeah. Is that your level, mate? Fair enough. Um, so this all plays out. Joey has the dream and then he thinks he's in love with Monica and then he confesses it to Monica and Chandler in a yeah. sort of strange, this would be very awkward in real life scene. Yeah. Like... You're standing there, not just with your mate. Maybe you just told Chandler. Or like, Monica. Or just either of them, yeah. But, but the both fact that together. Chandler was very cool about it. <laughs> yeah. Like if he my was... mate came in to, 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 and said to my wife, Alana, and said, yeah. I had a dream where I'm in love with you. Yeah. I'd have gone, this is weird. <laughs> Get dude, out of my, yeah. Like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, what maybe are you kept that at? to yourself. But the, the thing is with Joey, he's sort of like Mr. Bean. Right. Like, it's okay for Joey <laughs> yeah. to go, hey guys, I had a dream about you. Like, it's yeah. kind of, it seems to be fine. Well, it Joey. is almost like a, a child, isn't yeah. it? It's like a five-year-old's gone, I think I'm in love with Monica, and they've gone, okay, uh, okay, Joey, let's yeah. talk you through this. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, not exactly. really loved. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, saw yeah. her booby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. Chandler and Monica then advise Joey. They're like, you're not in love with Monica. You just want the yeah. closeness. Yeah, you're jealous of that and you yeah. want that. You want yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then their rationale following on from that is, I think it's because we were friends first. Yeah. So, And they basically then advise Joey to go and try and get together with his friends, yeah. of which, female-wise, he has two. Yeah. And they're all in the same group. Yeah. Terrible advice. I know. Awful. And, and also, I don't see... It's sort of luck, really. Right. If you b- fall in love with your friends. Yeah. And the chances of that working in real life are probably quite small. Very they? small, yeah. Because I mean, you're not going to be friends for years and then suddenly you go... I mean, I'm sure it does happen. Right. But, like, I would find... I reckon that's probably a small minority of people. Very small. I, I, of all my friends, I imagine that they either have been together for years because yeah. they met first and yeah. they were together, or it's... I can't really think of anyone. Because so, so, how do you go from non-romantic to romantic? Sorry, Pete. But that's exactly what I was going to say, because he kind of assumes that you can sort of conjure romance out of a completely normal yeah. friendship like he defaults to thinking i can turn a standard friendship into love and it is not that straightforward he does think like mr b <laughs> cross with baldrick yeah yeah and blackadder like in this sort of like this will work yeah like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, th- it was never gonna happen no and but then it isn't there an episode where rachel falls in love with joey yeah well this is yeah, the thing that wound me up rachel and joey, because yeah. rachel stands when joey sort of propositions Rachel she sort of mm. 
she bats him off, doesn't she, and says, hey, no, I don't think that's quite right. And I was thinking, where was this Rachel approach to Joey a few series later? That's what we needed in, yeah. like, series nine for her to just shut it off, and she doesn't. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. Terrible advice. Anyway, Joey goes out and has a threesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Great end to a sort of daytime TV. Yeah. I was just thinking that that moment. I was like, oh, damn you, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> You've just gone. Absolutely well, it didn't fine. Work. In, in many ways, it's worked out very well yeah, for Joey. Yeah, totally. Great advice to Monica and Jana. <laughs> I'm Mark Haynes, and for the last 32 years, I've been a fan of professional wrestling. My friend Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble, he hasn't. But in our podcast, Wrestle Me, the two of us subject the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, WrestleMania, to the kind of rigorous scrutiny that ruins it entirely. GQ called WrestleMe enrapturing. Shortlist said it's beautiful. And it's a hit with common people too, with well over 400 five-star reviews on iTunes. WrestleMe, available from all good podcast providers. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Um, right, let's talk about the cop. Yes. So this is the first appearance of Gary. Yeah. So we've uh, actually talked about, haven't we, Pete? We have, The last yeah. appearance of Gary. When he shoots the bird. Where he shoots the bird. Oh, yes. They wake up, he shoots the bird, and yes. it's over. And that is in the one with the ball. Where How many episodes is he in, Gary? Four. Is he? Yeah, that's it. He's quite a he's a character that I remember more yeah. than I should for four eps. He's quite good looking and quite sort of yeah, New Yorker and cool, isn't it? It's a strange one and we've never we never quite figured this out at the time because he's yeah, he's all of those things. He's he's likable. Yeah. He's charming. Yeah. Like you warm to him straight away. He seems to really like Phoebe's quirkiness as well, doesn't he? Like right. he, he sees that mm. as a bit of a positive trait in her as well. Yeah, and in that time when they're trying to move in together, he's very good and patient with her and it's almost like they wrote themselves into a hole where he was too good. Yeah. So he just had to shoot a bird because right. it was like <laughs> make him a psycho. We like him too much. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like and and it was a very strange left turn. Right. After yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. three and three quarters episodes of him being great. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, 
Well, his contract's up, so yeah, shoot a bird. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think it's weird that he fell for Phoebe though in the in that episode in the, in, the, in this one in this episode because he she's pretending to be a cop with his badge. Yeah, for a laugh. Yeah, and he goes, "That's my badge." Yeah, gets it back and then goes and asks her out. Like he's attracted to the fact that she was doing that. Yeah, and then she ran off. I mean, like that's weird. It doesn't line up on any level, does it? Because it's very strange. And then also, even if he is a bit attracted to her, it's very unprofessional. Yeah, <laughs> like very unprofessional. He looked through her DNA. Yeah, no, yeah. her um, fingerprints. <laughs> yeah. The guy says the signs were there. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? It's a really strange sequence. And he basically meets this girl, like you say. She behaves madly. Yeah, she's nicked his badge and is going around impersonating a police officer, yeah. which is not good. Then he runs her prints and also finds that so she's, weird. she's mad and yeah. she's done mad stuff in the past. And then he goes, do you know what? It's probably okay if I don't arrest you. Like, how has he cleared that back at the station? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And also, uh, when, when was the conversation when he said, hey, I'm not going to arrest her, but I'm going to ask her out. Yeah. And they're like, you go, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her what she's like. Like, I can't believe that, he, that, that that's gone through his mind. And also, it's like, we know Phoebe. Yeah. So we're fine with it. We're right. like, uh, kooky Phoebe. Right. She's cool. We've had five years to get used to it by exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. He's never met her. <laughs> Perhaps they're quite a good match, though, because she obviously takes his badge and that's unethical but then the way that he manages to identify where she lives is also very questionable in terms of uh, police <laughs> ethics so they're a good match they're both breaking the law in some form basically gary's a terrible cop yeah that's what we've decided yeah and, and a horrible car yeah <laughs> a brown ford i mean it's worse than Was my maroon, maroon? Yeah. <laughs> but like oh my god it's what a horrible car and terribly parked oh, the parking really riled me <laughs> I love he's they, right on the curb i love like, that because that's in the studio right yeah. so they've obviously gone hey guys we move the car in and they're like does this look okay yeah. it'll do bring the bar <laughs> it is so funny that they tried to squeeze this massive car yeah, into this, yeah, yeah. the smallest set in the world yeah, yeah, yeah. we rarely like go outside central park yeah the terrible parking is why phoebe first strikes at conversation with isn't it and he's like no no it's yes. fine meaning cousin police it's like no you still part like an absolute dick <laughs> yeah it'd be fine if he did sort of come in and gone yeah. and that is where it <laughs> yeah. finished yeah. that's one of my best impressions <laughs> i yeah, really yeah, like that yeah but like yeah exactly he's not busy someone and i don't we don't even know what he's doing probably going to look for his badge so the thing is the thing i like to think about is this is the opposite side right what's gary's story right yes gary's day is he's lost his badge right yeah. so he's probably spent half a day paid just driving around new york retracing his steps yeah. then he finds it full of coffee full of coffee yeah. uh, then he finds it and spends the rest of his working day paid by the city <laughs> yeah. tracking down this woman Gar- and then asking her on a date gary like, should be fired gary. gary also asks her on a date and then says i'll come back in two hours <laughs> So what's he going to go and do for two hours? Also, I don't get the donut joke. Right. Now, the donut jokes, the cop donut jokes in Friends, they pop up two or three times. Do they? Yeah, across the Is thing. It play, it's just playing on sort of lazy policeman stereotyping, like The Simpsons does it as well, doesn't it, with old Wiggum? He loves yes. it. Right. It, yes. it must just be an American stereotype that we have yes. no idea about. Cops like donuts. Yes. That's all, but I, it always... <laughs> that entire scene, actually, for me, there's the cops and donuts, and then there's an entire conversation about Sipowitz yes, and NYPD Blue, um, which I have no idea... Oh, is that what he's from, NYPD Blue? Yeah. I obviously looked into this because, you know, this is what we do in this podcast. Right, his research has gone Drag in. out all the pointless details. But yes. yeah, so Slipowitz was a character in NYPD Blue, and his partner in that was an actor who previously played a child 
in the sitcom Silver uh, Spoons. Right. So that's where all of that ties in. But that whole scene, it could have been, might as well have just been in French. Yeah. Because I was just going, I don't I always know quite like that, though. It's like in Family Guy and stuff, and you get all these things, there's clearly a, ga- a reference yeah. to something that, you know, if it was over here, it'd be like, someone from the bill. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Reg Hollis. Reg Hollis, exactly. Um, but like, I always quite like, I'm like, oh, there's a little American joke that I didn't yeah. get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But this was like half a scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was too busy worrying about the brown car. <laughs> and the donuts. Yeah. But yeah, the donuts thing, I've, I've never quite clicked with that, but I just presume cops like donuts. That's yeah. the stereotype. Like, because Chandler, it's referenced like three times yeah. in the episode, isn't it? But Chandler's laugh at it really made me laugh. Yeah. At the end. He's so good. He's so like, good. That performance of, I'm going to get this, and then he's got a gun, that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. He's got a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fee, uh, during this sequence, Phoebe's going rogue, and she's pulling up people with her badge. Mm-hmm. Does uh, any... This is this is quite a niche trivia fact, but the woman she stops is Margaret from the West Wing. Has anyone watched The West Wing? No, I, I wouldn't have spotted that. Oh, that's a fucking shambles. <laughs> it's a Sipowitz. It's Sipowitz from the West Wing. <laughs> she plays Sipowitz in the West Wing. Um, all right, well, this is literally just for people listening then. You two can just, you know. Hang on. No, hang on, though. Was that a noticeable cameo at the time? Like, was she famous at that point and therefore she's in there intentionally as a cameo? Or is, Good question. Is that pre-West Wing, therefore she's just an actress playing a small part? Uh, this was about the same time as the West Wing, wasn't it? So no, this would have been 99. Yeah. Which is, I think, the, that, the year the West Wing started. So maybe not. No, maybe it's just prior. Maybe this is what helped her get the Maybe that's the it. West Wing. Maybe they saw it. Excellent cigarette smoking. Yeah. But yeah, Margaret from the West Wing, guys. Anyone's interested? What is, in an episode of Friends. Has Gary end. been in any anything else? Hang on. I'm Let's Googling. I'm Googling. Google time. Michael Rappaport. Um, Irish descent. This claims he's in prison break. Yes, he's in prison break. That's it. Is that what you know from? Yeah. I've never watched prison break. It's really good. There you go. Who does does he he play in prison break? He plays a cop in that as well, I think, doesn't he? He is now in a Netflix coming-of-age television series called Atypical. He plays a character called Don Self in prison break for 22 episodes. So he's in it for quite a while. Let's find out. Don Agent Don Self from the oh, Department yes. of Homeland Security. Yes, in yes, season yes, four. Yes. Um, I mean, I've never watched Prison Break. My understanding is they break out of the prison at the end of season one. Yeah. So season four, like, it's where the hell are they? Shit. <laughs> but season two is really good. The sort of on the run series. I can imagine. Series. Yeah, that's good. In my head, I can like sort of plan out a story arc yeah, once yeah, they're out yeah. of prison. But, but then, then three, there's a writer's strike, so it's one of those 13 oh, episodes. So they um, run out of ideas and there's no yeah, writers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry, the season isn't about the writer's strike. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, so, but then, so they're in some prison in, um, like, like Panama or something. Right. And then the fourth one, I, I, I think I got bored of the fourth one. And I think a fifth one's come out now. I think they've just yeah, it done came, a fifth it one. it came back, didn't it? Many years on. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, oh, here's a good fact. Michael Rappaport was in an episode of NYPD Blue. Ah. Uh. With David Trimmer. Oh. That's good, isn't it? That's very good. Did, did he come into contact with Sibowitz? Uh, I imagine. Probably I could did. only imagine he did. And um, Reg Hollis. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'd love an episode of... I mean, I've never seen a single episode of NYPD Blue. Oh, right. But I can only imagine what it's like, is and it, therefore what it'd be like if Reg Hollis turned up. Is it like the bill for America? I, I, I imagine. I imagine it's like a predecessor to, like, CSI, you know? Right, right, right. In my right. head. Yeah. It's quite... When she says she's a whore, <laughs> did you not... Oh, I sort of winced at that. There's, is that 2019 making me wince at that? Yeah, there's a lot of strange... Well, in two on two levels. A, I think it's 2019 making you go, I don't think they'd say that and they wouldn't write funny. that in. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, this wasn't like... This is a very mainstream sitcom and yeah. there's a lot of like 
just I'm a casual whore. references to things like it's hookers and whore. Yeah, exactly. Whore, it's yeah. so dirty. But no. maybe it was different. These times. <laughs> These times. <laughs> Right, onto the couch. Yes. This is the, like we say, this is the memorable, probably the most memorable, one of the most memorable scenes of Friends. Yeah. The, the pivot thing. That's like why I was surprised it not been picked if already. If you haven't seen Friends, you know pivot. Yeah. And you know the bit. But yeah, it's literally a two, one and a half minute scene, 17 minutes in. It's sort of the American version of To Me, To You, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? I mean... A precursor. Yeah, it yeah. almost certainly is. I think it says a lot about quite how good these short scenes are as well, because like we said, yeah. it is the thing that you remember about this episode. It is one of the probably top five, ten things anyone remembers about Friends overall as well. And yet it's really not that much of this episode at all. There's another uh, phrase that Ross uses in this uh, storyline, which I quite often say, which is the when he's on the couch in the showroom at the start, they come here to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that as a joke to my girlfriend all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's one that's really made its way into my into my lexicon. Lucky Rachel. Yeah, yeah. yeah on both counts. On both yeah. counts. Yeah. Yes, that's true, yeah. Oh, is that why you use it? Or is that not at all? Uh, it isn't, but it will be why I use it more from now on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, uh, I, I did think that was that was it was good. To, I was sort of learning where Ross and Rachel's relationship was. Yeah, because I couldn't, I didn't know from the series. And sure. At the beginning, you're like, oh, okay, they're not together, but they have been together. Right. This is before Emma. Yes, I'm it's guessing. the most fun about uh, of dipping into episodes randomly like we do on this podcast is going who's with who yeah, what's yeah, yeah, happened yeah. so far because you have Monica no idea Monica and Chandler are quite new yes but um, everyone knows yes but, so like I think that's sort of phase two right okay the nice yeah. thing about Ross and Rachel interaction this episode is that well after they break up there's always a lot of animosity even if it's sort of light-hearted in this one they are behaving like you could have plucked any two friends from the six and given them a little plot together and right. that's what this feels like. This feels like they are friends rather than bitter exes. Yes, exactly. And they work well together and they're sort of back on the on the straight and narrow. It's quite aren't a they? personal thing to go and help someone with, isn't it? A sofa, uh, buying a sofa? The whole buying a sofa experience yeah. is astonishing. Have you ever bought a sofa? Uh, do you know what? I, I got given a sofa from Tom Parry. Has he the done comedian? Yeah, has no. he done this podcast? He hasn't. No, but he, he will now. He will. I want to hear the other yeah. side of this story. Where he gave he gave me a sofa because he was moving out from his flat, and uh, and he said, it's, "You know, you can have this sofa for free." And so uh, I had a man uh, paid thirty pounds to come and deliver this sofa to me. The sofa turned up, uh, and I couldn't get it through the door. So it's very similar to this episode. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So I asked my wife, uh, Alana, and we had to then remove everything down the sort of got like a side passage, which is outside that leads through to the garden. It's right. sounding a lot more glamorous than it is. <laughs> right, so we re- removed everything like that, got the sofa down there, and then tried to get it through sort of the back doors. Yeah. Through like to the lounge that patio way. Patio doors type yeah, things. Yeah, but couldn't, couldn't do that either. It's too big for it's too a big. double door. Yeah, because it's the corridor. I got it through that door, but then the corridor leading through to my flat, oh my too God. small. And I did pivot, and it didn't work. Oh, so what happened to the sofa? Uh, the sofa got uh, the council came and picked it up. <laughs> I had to ring the council and like I left it out at the front of the house, and the council had to come and pick it up. It's so sad. And I, I even like, asked my my godparents are builders, and I, I said, "Can you come around and see if I can might better?" Because I found on um, online you can remove uh, window bays, right? 
And I was like, oh, I'll remove the window, just mate. take the couch in through the window. Exactly. And they had a look and they were like, it is going to cost you about a thousand pounds to do <laughs> Do you know this. what you can buy for that? A sofa. A, sofa. Yeah. <laughs> a really nice sofa. Yeah, so, and actually, the, to the end of the story, it's got a lovely ending, because my, my godparent's son, Nicholas, who's a good friend of mine, he had an old sofa that I could have, oh, which is nicer than Tom's sofa. So, screw Parry's sofa, so mate. Screw Parry's sofa. Did you ever yeah. tell Tom what happened to the sofa? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I think I rang him crying. Went to the council. Yeah, it was, quite, it was, it was quite a vital moment in my relationship because <laughs> my wife was not happy with me <laughs> when she had to take their day off to try and get this sofa. And then at one point she said, well, why don't we just make the bedroom the lounge? Because we get the sofa, because the bedroom's at the back of the flat. Right, so, so we, we get, get it in there. So we so nearly like, swapped. We nearly swapped the bedroom. Why didn't you? Because, I don't know, a front door opening into the bedroom. That's oh, yeah, weird, that isn't it? That is weird, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so so I've been through it, Ross. Oh, mate, you've had literally the Ross experience. I have, yeah. Well, so pre-pivot, right? So this is the bit that caught my eye. He's in the sofa showroom. He just signs a thing. Doesn't? I'm not sure how he pays. No. <laughs> just signed a, <laughs> signed a bit of paper. Yeah. And then, crucially, just picked up the one in the showroom. Yes. Is that how it works? I think it probably did. In the late 90s. In the 90s. I bought, so I've only ever bought one sofa in yeah. my life when I moved into my current, DFS? current flat. No, Sofa Workshop, actually, mate. Oh, okay, yeah. lovely. Which is currently sponsoring something on E4 or Channel 4, because uh, I see uh, it all the time. Uh, Gogglebox. Gogglebox, correct. <laughs> Good knowledge. Yeah, that is great, great knowledge, knowledge of the Sofa and Workshop. isn't it like some, um, some sloth? It's like a little animal on yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it's a sloth on <laughs> yeah. the sofa. Do you know what? A, I can really recommend it. Yeah. Sofa Workshop. <laughs> it's a great, ruddy sofa. Uh, but B, when I'm, I I did the same thing, I bought it, but then I gave a card over, like his tradition, to yeah, pay. Yeah, yeah. And then they delivered it six weeks later because they make it. Oh. So you like sit on the showroom one, yeah. and then they build you an actual sofa. Six weeks is quite a long time, isn't it? It's so long, mate. It was did an absolute you... shambles. And actually, it's quite friends related because it's where I just moved in, and me and my f- then flatmate Simon only had two chairs, which we set oh. out in the living room. Did you sit in a canoe boat? Like it, was, it, was, it was like we were Joey <laughs> and Chandler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just, when, he, when Ross just signed the thing, gave the man the clipboard, and picked up the sofa, I thought... This is not how sofa shops work. Here's a question for you. Yeah. They Rachel comes round to the flat and asks for a tape measure. Oh, yeah. Presuming to help measure to see if they could, go, could get the sofa up. Yeah. I've been through that. <laughs> Did you measure it up before you went? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also live in an apartment building, so I have to measure the lift as well. Oh, you thought oh, ahead. Huge number of measurings. Uh, but then she asks for a tape measure, and then Monica goes, they say it's in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. So we're supposed to presume that Chandler's been measuring, measuring his, his penis? <laughs> Venus with Monica. Yeah, like it was a an accident. That doesn't happen. Does it's it? It's that little giggle that they do between them, where that's where you get the suggestion that it was used for that. Fun, yeah, isn't it? it's a fun little game. It's a f- <laughs> when you really extrapolate what has to happen in that situation, because you don't just measure it as is. So you no. have to be in in the midst of also. Tape measure? Like, come on, Charlotte, it's not that big. You don't need all that. Yeah, well, that's true. You get a rule on that. Yeah, yeah, six incher. I don't think I've measured my penis since I was about <laughs> like 15. 14. Yeah, exactly. That's the era which you do it, and it's very much in the privacy of your yeah. own home, isn't Eight it? Eight inches. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the reason you've come on this yeah, podcast? Yeah, 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 finally. I want, the... It's, uh, I'm the new Joel Domic. <laughs> I want you all to know that it was eight inches. This is the audio version yeah. of Joel's video. And that was at 14. So yeah. who knows? Who knows where it lengths it's probably doubled in the last 14 years. I think that's what happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. growing, right? Every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Chill out your ears. <laughs> but um, yeah, very strange. They must have been in the middle of sex when they've stopped 
Chandler's had to maintain an erection whilst Monica gets the tape measure, I presume, or maybe he goes out, you know, fully erect. It's a very, just a very you'd strange scene. You'd send her out to go. Yeah, I think you'd have to, Because you'd be you? losing that erection yeah. on the way through the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, it's just a very strange sequence. But there you go. They've done that. But interestingly, Rachel brings the tape measure back. I noticed this as well. No measuring takes place. No. They just both, all three of them, then just pick up the sofa. She's got some rope, though. <laughs> What's she doing with the rope? She's got four things. She's got a pair of gardening gloves, a bit of rope, a tape measure, and... A hammer. A hammer. <laughs> what is she doing? To smash Ross over the head, <laughs> yeah. presumably. But I mean, a hammer, what is that for? To literally smash the walls down so they can yeah. move the sofa up. And he saws it in half. Oh, well, right. Now, okay. here is really a really interesting point. And this is probably the only thing anyone will take away from this episode and tell their friends. There is a deleted scene. Oh. No. There is a deleted scene in this, and it's on certain DVD oh. versions. This is big knowledge. Ross, Chandler, and Rachel are moving the couch. They can't, obviously, and they're pervert and they're stuck. And Rachel accidentally pulls the fire alarm, at which point everyone in the building runs down the stairs in the process, breaking the couch. Oh. That's ah. how the couch gets I broken. I did think, just when they were about to pivot, I was like, oh, he's very close to that fire alarm, because there is a box on the wall behind them. Oh, right. So I can see how easily that would be incorporated in the plot. But it didn't and, make it to the 22-minute cut. Well, it didn't. And it, it's always a bit riling when, at the end, the couch is just in half, because you're like, we'd have never got to this point. Yeah, and it would have been fun to see that, yeah. him soaring it in half. Right. But they just break it in half. Yeah, they're just... Very every, neatly. They basically trample... <laughs> Yeah, they all trample along the exact same yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. Everybody uh, yeah. and trample. Oh, that's so interesting. It's oh, good, God. isn't it? That is a good fact. That is a lovely like, fact. I don't expect people to go away and regale parts of this podcast very often, but I think I, I would tell my friends I've heard on a podcast. Can I, can I just refer back to the Joey Monica thing? Yes. There's at one point when he's leaning on the cooker... Mm. After she's been cooking a sauce, <laughs> yeah. he's leaning way too close to yeah. the flame. Oh, mate! I was Help. really, I was really worried that that was he was going to come up. Did you notice? Yeah, that? health and safety all out the window. He was full on leaning next to it. Yeah, that, this that can get cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. No, we will leave that in. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the last thing we're going to discuss <laughs> of the plot before we do the quiz. So there you go, Joey's health and safety. Yeah, in exactly. Cooking. Well, yeah. Should we do the quiz, Pete? Yes, it's time. Okay. Five questions, Luke. Okay. These are the little bits of detail that you may or may not have logged. Oh, I'm really competitive. As you go. Okay. You're really competitive. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you know what? We've already referenced at least one yeah, of Yeah, I think you've mentioned okay. a couple of things, so we might have to uh, tailor our questions here. So these are questions we've prepared before. We've discussed, obviously, things. Right, so right, we, right. so we don't, don't know, know which bits which you're going to refer to mm, or not. But, you know, okay. so this one, the first one that Pete's going to ask you. You know, so it's an, e- an easy right, gimme. Guaranteed a, a point, yeah. At question this one. This is like the, the, the first thousand pound questions in Who Wants to Be exactly, exactly. We all know. We'll rattle we all our know way the Battle it. of Hastings, <laughs> not the vicious chicken of Bristol. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Unless you somehow forgot since we first mentioned it, but in which case. Yeah, that could have happened. Right. Question one. What does Phoebe say she's undercover as when she first meets Gary? A whore. Just wanted to say that word again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pity she's a whore. Isn't it like she's a... Is she just an undercover whore? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't explain why she's an undercover okay. whore. Yeah, it wasn't anything more specific than just a whore. No, it was just a whore, yeah. And it's interesting that... <laughs> it's just... funny when you say it. <laughs> she was just a whore. She was just a yeah. whore, mate. Yeah. Okay, good. But where was, she, where was she doing her undercover whoring? Not at night, not in the red light district. No, no, no. Outside a mainstream coffee shop at about 2pm. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> where you do it. I don't know if anyone's going there no. looking for whores, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Fair enough, though. There are no she friends. was thinking on her feet. I mean, yeah. Leah let her off. In the 10 years we've all watched Friends, no one's ever accidentally come to Central Park in search of a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, they'll have a, they'll have a coffee instead. Yeah. <laughs> no hookers? All right, yeah. that's the last thing. <laughs> um, there is a bonus question for this one, Luke, though, uh, okay. based on the same conversation, which is much harder. What number is the fake precinct Phoebe gives to Gary that she says she works in? So this is a bonus. Not it's a bonus. This is a okay. bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth. Fifty-seven. Oh, nice. Very good. Yes. He's got the bonus. That is impressive. Come on. And she works in Vice. Vice. Yeah, she does. Which I don't know what that is. No. But she said she works in Vice. She's, she's not in Homicide with Zipper Works, is she? No. No. She works in Vice. What is Vice? Vice. The Vice President's Office. I don't know. <laughs> Vice Police Department. It feels like something. It's just, it'll be a word for something we have, isn't it? But yeah. No, I've got it, yeah. The vice section concentrates on the enforcement of vice activities. So activities uh, that are a vice. You know how you have habits? Such as gaming, gambling, bookmaking, pornography and prostitution. So do you know what? She's tied in whoring with vice and we can all... And also, is gaming illegal? Yeah, strange, isn't it? (laughs) Just... We found this guy playing FIFA. <laughs> Send him down. It was the uh, undercover whore that yeah, got him. Yeah. Though. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Look. You know what? We've learned a lot today. We have. We've learned a, a lot of Americanisms. Uh, question two, Luke. Name Phoebe's friend who has been the eleventh most wanted criminal for in inverted commas forever. Oh, I don't know. Tough one, this isn't it? Tough, oh, it's a real tough one. I don't know. I've got two names in my head. Give them both. We'll give you a. One's Elaine, I think that's because I've been watching Seinfeld. <laughs> and the other one's Judith? No, it's oh, Fritzy. Oh. You were never going to get that. Fritzel? Fritzel. <laughs> okay. That would have been good. Rocketed from 11th most wanted, Yeah, didn't I know, exactly, yeah. Fucking hell, Fritzy. Fritzy, yeah. wonder what she'd done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Question three, uh, what's the name of the sofa shop where Ross buys his new couch? Oh, man, these are good An questions. An extra mark is awarded if you can remember their motto, which is just as visible as their name. No. Yeah, it's, it's really... On the back wall, it says the name and oh, then the Oh, yeah, I can see it now. I think the word sofa's in it. Couch. Couch. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can see the sign, but I don't know. Well, Ross... Couldn't even hazard a guess. Ross shops at the Couch Emporium, <clears throat> and their motto... Uh... Their motto... <laughs> Is quality and comfort. That is such the name. You go, oh, right, we've got to come up with a name for a sofa <laughs> shop. <laughs> the Couch Emporium, it's yeah. in. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. Question. You don't think an emporium is where you get sofa No, stuff. I no, wouldn't. There you go. There you, go. It's you, a know, you might you'd buy like um, uh, potions. It's like a bazaar. Yeah, that's what yeah. I imagine an emporium. An apothecary. Yes. <laughs> that's a great word. I love apothecary. Yeah. Question four. Okay. How many times have Ross and Rachel had sex, according to Ross? 298. He's got it. Yes, come on. Bang on. That's good. That is good. That's a funny gag, that. That's great. That he remembers how many times, yes. Um, There was, uh, when I was reading up on this episode, there's a lot of absolute, like, hyper nerd. Oh, really? um, Things about this, because there's an episode... 
in Vegas where they don't remember if they had sex or not. And there's lo- honestly, there's loads of people really? on forums going like, "Well, what if uh, they count the Vegas oh, one, and amazing. what if they don't?" Amazing. That's even but sadder than housekeeping count. Yeah, it is. Astonishing, it is. isn't it? Yeah. But then if you take the 298, we see them have sex twice more in the series. Uh, once when Look they have the that. baby, and once where. Um, a nice just round before. 300. Nice 300, yeah. That's great. That's what they started out. Start now, a series one, they're like, these guys got to have sex 300 times yeah, yeah, by yeah. season 10. Let's get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Final question. Okay. How much store credit does Ross accept for his couch? Said by a wonderfully, <sighs> uh, wonderfully dry um, couch emporium employee. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm annoyed that I don't remember this, and it's mainly because I was noticing more uh, the scene going over the credits at the end and going, oh, that's interesting that this goes all the way to the end of, you know, which isn't interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hence why I've missed this bit. Have you? That and really sad, I yeah. saw the store credits right at the end, isn't it? I, yeah. don't, I don't know. It's literally the last 50%? The last I don't know. No. He gets a whole $4 for it. Uh, it's a good <laughs> which gag. Which for a sofa I, that's been cut in half is still quite generous, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love no one stopped him as he was bringing in that sofa. <laughs> also, Rachel's not with him. So has, are we led to believe that he's gone back <laughs> oh, on two trips? Under both arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she's great, isn't she? The actor at the end. She is um, also in Scrubs. Oh. oh. She plays, yeah, who's the nurse that dies in Scrubs? Um, it's a very sad episode. I'll find the name. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. Laverne. She plays Laverne in oh, Scrubs. Yeah, she's very good. Very good. I give you store credit the amount of $4. That's what she yeah, says. Very good. And what does he say? I'll take I it. I will take it. Yeah, it's good. Um, Luke Kevner, thank you so much. Thank you. Before we bore everyone to death. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Thanks, so much. Luke. Um, I hope, I Thanks, hope, mate. I, I feel genuinely feel like today we have laughed and learned. Yeah. Which is a real... That's what life's about. Great outcome for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's great. Normally we do at least one, sometimes neither. So <laughs> it's a real thrill. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Bye now. Oh, hello. We're still here. That was nice, wasn't it? Uh, next week on Friends of Friends is the wonderful presenter and DJ, Ariel Free. Hey, Ariel. Hi, am I allowed to talk now? Yeah, you can talk now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first thing they're going to hear. So this is a reference to what happens on the actual podcast, which will be out next week. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, but we're really meta. We're playing with the form here. Mm. Um, tell everyone which episode you've chosen so they can go away and watch it. Well, we talk about the one where Monica goes in a robot. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> we talk about the one where Phoebe's uterus. Phoebe's uterus. The one with Phoebe's uterus. Phoebe's uterus. It's obviously, obviously, come on. <laughs> the one with Phoebe's uterus, season four, episode 11. Uh, go, go, go. Watch, watch, watch. And then seven. download the podcast next week and, and we'll then, talk all about it. And then you'll get the reference to Len Gibman 7. Finally, after all these years. GreatBigOwl.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.